0: Hey, Lisa, this is Karen. I'm uh, recording some short snippets about my perspective on the issue of hospital detention. Uh, the first thing you asked me to talk about was the story about how I ended up studying hospital detention at Sendway Hospital in Lubumbashi. And so um, I will try to keep this brief and focused, but basically, the story is that I went to the DRC in uh, 2014 for a year as a Fulbright Scholar. And the project that I was intending to do there was about um, Group B Strep Infection. I was interested in finding out what the prevalence of uh, Group B Strep Infection was in pregnant women. Uh, But it turned out that it was virtually impossible to do that study, um, even though we had funds that would have enabled us to buy the a culture medium to do the microbiology um you know to to test for those bacteria we weren't able to import the medium because um that's the same medium that's used to grow anthrax spores and so it's classified as like a bioterrorism uh, potential bioterrorism hazard and so um we couldn't import that into the country and, and of course there was not existing lab capacity um, or existing uh, you know supply chains that would support that uh, but the other thing that happened is that I was sort of paired as a local counterpart with uh, a fantastic epidemiologist um, Dr. Abel Tomboy. and uh, Abel and I um, really kind of hit it off and uh, you know we talked a lot and one of the things that I learned from talking to him was that of course you know um, the incidence of group B strep infection while it might be nice to know um, was really far from the biggest worries that uh, pregnant women and their supporters had in that context because uh, maternal mortality both maternal and infant mortality were very high um, in that area. So that sort of shifted my focus and I sort of moved more towards uh, supporting and uh, working with, collaborating with Abel on the work that he was already doing about uh, decreasing maternal mortality. Uh, but how we got onto the issue of detention was really just fortuitous. Um, one day we were doing a, a little training session for a, a group of uh, folks who were uh, helping us on, on a project and we didn't have electricity in the area where we normally met and somebody said, hey, They have a generator over at the maternity unit we could go over there and so we kind of packed up all our stuff and and, uh went over to the maternity unit and in uh unused space that was sort of adjacent to one of the open wards we set up our laptops and our you know wi-fi router and everything and um you know started to do our training uh but uh you know while we were there it sort of created a bit of a stir among the women who are on the ward of course they were curious to see who all these people coming in were and um, I particularly as a white-skinned foreigner um, stood out and uh, attracted some of their attention and, and these women started sort of addressing me directly uh, and they were speaking Swahili the uh, local dialect of Swahili that's spoken in Lubambashi which is um, has a fair bit of other things mixed in um, some luba and some French and so I actually don't understand it at all um, uh, even though I can sometimes understand uh, East African Swahili so uh, I asked someone you know what are they saying to me and uh, you know I don't remember if it was Isabel or someone else who said, oh, these are the, these are the moms who are detained um, and they're asking you to pay their bills to get out. And I was, you know, sort of like, what? Um, and uh, so that was, um, you know, sort of my introduction to it, you know, and, and at the time I, I felt a bit overwhelmed as one person in this ward and there were about 20 people and I don't know whether all of those moms were detained or whether they were mixed in with other moms um, but I could see that there were some infants there who were quite a bit older than the newborns that you would expect to see on a maternity unit and um, and so after that uh, event that day I spoke more with Abel and with the head nurse on the maternity ward, um, Maman Brigitte, about this and of course my first instinct was well I've got to pay to get these women out. Um, And I asked Brigitte how much they owed and she tallied up the bills and um, it was pretty staggering. I mean I don't remember exactly how many women it was distributed uh you know over um but i know that it was several thousand dollars and certainly more than i had on hand um and and i also realized that if i did pay to free these women that you know the following week more women would be detained and um and and i also was concerned about uh you know for better or for worse and and some of this you know i've sort of wrestled with myself as to whether this is some rationalization on my part but um for better or for worse i thought you know this would also create a situation in which there was an incentive to detain moms because uh if there's this foreigner you know perceived as wealthy and certainly in that context i um i was wealthy uh who is willing to come by along and, and pay these bills, then you know, um, uh, that just creates a, a sort of a self-perpetuating cycle in which I might actually be um, enabling the situation that I was uh, hoping to um, curtail. Um, so we decided to take a different tack and um, to, do a little bit more research to find out more about what was going on what was the experience of this particular group of women who were detained at this particular hospital and then through that um, we also learned more about um, detention elsewhere in the DRC and in other parts of the world.